say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown, Sean Tucker in the orange record books with his fifth touchdown of the game. All across CNY. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. It's the 315. Hardy faking face the great Savings again. He scores! Here's Brian Higgins. What up, people? Wednesday. You know, this is a weird week here. Like, it's one of those weeks where, you know, there's basketball on Monday, I think, reportedly. Did we watch it? I don't know. But, you know, the soccer championship, Monday, all that stuff. It's finals week at Syracuse. So there's no, there's nothing happening in the middle of the week. R.E. Games. Just say, oh, man, is there going to be anything to talk about? What What is going to happen non-stop stuff things just continue to happen things just continue to happen we'll tell you what's happened recently shortly how about that but there's always something man you never know what it's gonna be but it always occurs here's the show today the stove is hot hot i tell you at 3 30 joe sheehan of the joe sheehan baseball newsletter formerly of baseball prospectus He'll help us break down the billions and billions of dollars that Major League Baseball is throwing around in contracts. Carlos Correa overnight, the latest. The Giants have finally found someone to accept their money. Talk about that. Mainly, I wanted to talk to Joe about uh, the guy that didn't take the Giants' money. That's Aaron Judge. We'll talk about that. There's been a lot of money. Lots and lots of money given out. In baseball, Correa looks to be the last of the major, 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 major money guys to sign. So we'll have Joe at a 3.30. Stove is hot. We'll talk to him. We will uh, hit a little Syracuse basketball uh, today just because we really never got to it yesterday. We were in a soccer kind of mood. Actually need to get into a soccer kind of mood right now. The French and Moroccans are playing. And the second and final World Cup semi-winner gets... Lionel Messi in Argentina on Sunday, I do believe that is. They still have a third-place game of the World Cup, which remains stupid. So uh, I think that's Saturday. You know who will be watching that? Uh, not me. Because we're going to be watching the hoops on Saturday. Houston Cornell at 3. Coming up on Friday, we'll be talking to the color analyst of uh, Cornell's basketball games on ESPN+. Plus. There's a title for you. Eric Taylor. Which is a brilliant get by me because I grew up around the corner from him. We went to high school together, so uh, and junior high school together, and elementary school together. You know, all of the schools. He was the starting center for Cornell for a bunch of years. He was three-year captain there, and we can uh, get into the tales on Friday about how he whooped Craig Forth's butt. Take that, Craig. He was now the jolliest seven-foot-tall principal in all the capital region. Anywho, that is a tale for Friday. Uh, tomorrow, we will get back into the uh, celebration week for the Syracuse Soccer National Champion with the uh, local guy, done good, Giorgio Kachevsky will rejoin the program. Repeat member of the 315, fitting for a guy from the 315. You know, I, I, I have feel bad, and now I really don't because they won the title. We'll have to ask Giorgio about this. He's the only guy of the Orange that took a PK that did not score. And I don't want to say he missed. He actually took a really nice one. The save... That the Indiana goalie made on Giorgio was just stupid. So uh, now, in hindsight, that he's going to get a ring in the whole thing, we'll ask Giorgio about that, I suppose. He also has a final on Thursday. I guess we'll ask him what he's taking a final in. 
How's that studying going? We'll talk about that uh, tomorrow. But today we start where we live and where we don't live. It is a nebulous land known as the transfer portal. And you know, it's funny, our guest at uh, 2.30 today is Emily Liker of Syracuse.com and the Post Standard, the beat writer for the Orange football team in her first year and doing a fine job at it. So, you know, text Emily this morning, hey, lots going on. She had written something this morning about uh, Orange recruiting. Hey, let's talk about that, transfer portal, whatever. And ha, 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 you know, something's going to happen between now and the show. We'll talk about that too. Ha, ha, ha. I did not type out ha, ha, ha. I used an emoji for laughing. Anywho, lo and behold, with no knowledge at the time that something was going to happen, something did happen. Why? Because something is happening every day right now with Syracuse football. Here is the latest. Hang on. Breaking news from the Syracuse football program a week ago, a week and a half ago. Freshman defensive back Jeremy Wilson, a native of Kissimmee, Florida, entered his name into the transfer portal. He has removed his name from the transfer portal. More news as events warrant. So, for all of the transfer portal news, and you thought we were going to start with Deuce Chestnut today. That is old news. He's not even the most recent Syracuse defensive back to be in the portal. My goodness, the, the whole backfield unit has been looping the portal here in the last 12 hours. So Wilson, back. Deuce is gone. Maybe. Or is he? He's gone for now. He hasn't left. He's potentially gone. He's in the portal, but as Jeremiah has showed us, and he'll not be the only one in the country this happens to this year, he's shown us that uh, sometimes home is the best place. Home being where you most recently were not home of the state of Florida. So Jeremiah Wilson, freshman defensive black back from Kissimmee, Florida. Always a fun place to say. 12 games this year, 20 tackles, mostly a reserve role, mostly special teams, but uh, we haven't heard it officially yet. We all expect Garrett Williams to go pro. We don't know that for sure yet. And now we expect Deuce Chestnut to be gone. And I guess after this Jeremiah news, we, we don't know that for sure yet. But Jeremiah Wilson is back. You know, what What does it all mean? Who knows? Uh, Nick Monroe is the interim defensive coordinator for Syracuse. He recruits the Florida area. Jeremiah is from Florida. Nick is the swag daddy. And uh, there is there is no rule against going into the portal and coming back to your own team. With the one caveat, you need to be accepted back. If you go into the portal, you do not automatically have a landing spot from where you attempted to leave from. With the most notable case that we've talked about him at nauseum for the last week and a half is one John Bolajak. He went into the portal a couple of years ago and then came back. But when you come back, you don't just get to continue life as normal. You have to, okay, coach, can I, may I have a scholarship again? Because your scholarship is officially a, a, a free and up for grabs when you go into the portal, but you can come back out. So Jeremiah Wilson uh, went into the portal, surveyed his options, and decided once again, as he did out of high school, that Syracuse is the best one. And nothing no, nothing wrong to that. Nothing wrong with that. Now, I don't know if that meant that he, he just didn't like his other options. Maybe there was NIL involved. I have no idea. And again, why did Deuce Chestnut enter the portal now, now being last night? 
I think there's a lot of speculation that is because Tony White went to Nebraska. Who knows? Deuce hasn't said where he's going yet. NIL could be in play. He was, well, you can't pay a player. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Can't do that. Can't do that. Nobody's doing that. For the world, and who knows, you know, if Deuce is looking for the best deal out there, hey, you know what? Good on him. Good on him. And who knows? Maybe he comes to the conclusion he can get some deal out of a, a one of the several Syracuse NIL collectives that are out there, and he come, can come back out of the portal. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it is a thing that is possible. Or he could end up somewhere else. NIL and the portal in combination have changed everything. People are calling it free agency, and you know what? That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Is that a bad thing? No. No. It's fair. It's a fair thing. Now, does it make everyone's job a lot harder if you're a coach? And if, and in many ways, if you're a fan of a team and you're trying to remember who's on the freaking team? Yeah, it does make your job harder for that. France has scored a goal already. I didn't even see that happen. They're nine minutes into the World Cup semifinals. The French are leading the Moroccans. France is good at soccer. Analysis. But, you know, when I started getting ready for the show today, the Orange had nine people in the transfer portal. Now they have eight. And they have gained people from the portal. Uh, yesterday, we talked about defensive backs. We haven't even mentioned the newest uh, addition in Jaden Gould. Potentially, if Deuce goes to Nebraska, it's essentially a trade. But Gould at Nebraska, he's from Jersey. Deuce is from Jersey. Gould is a four-star uh, recruit. Uh, redshirted this year, played just the one game, so that's the four-game redshirt rule. So he'll have four years uh, remaining. And now here's the situation for Gould. So the Arch just picked up a four-star defensive back transfer with four years of eligibility remaining. And in theory... And uh, these theories are not strongly grounded in anything. The The rules are more nebulous than you'd think. You know, there's a lot of soft rules out there. But in theory, until he actually graduates from college and can take a grad transfer year, he does not have a free transfer anymore. You can transfer again anytime you want, but he'd have to sit out of here, barring a waiver or who knows what. So in theory now, the Orange bring in a four-star defensive back and feel pretty good that they're going to have him for the next few years which is a situation you can no longer feel about literally anyone on your roster for the most part. I mean, obviously there's guys you have and you know they're not going anywhere and they want to be there the whole thing. But, you know, a guy like Deuce Chestnut, I, I think he was all in her head. Like, If you're talking about, okay, what, what guys are you potentially concerned with leaving in the, the transfer portal this offseason? And my list, I, I think, was lit, legit three. And it was Deuce Marlo Wax and Aronde gets it. And then none of them went into the portal on day one, and you feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of stuff has happened since then. Why is Deuce in the portal? He wrote a nice little message on uh, the Twitter yesterday with the graphic and the gram and the whole thing, and it was, you know, thoroughly thankful to his time at Syracuse and, you know, respectful and the whole thing, and it's kind of what's done these days, and he, he did it up nice, but it didn't really offer any uh, insight a real insight to why he was in the portal, and that's his uh, right to explain, withhold, or whatever. But man, it, it is a whole new era. Like it, you just expect it now. I would have 
guessed it would have come last Monday, but maybe that's why you think, okay, is it Tony Wright related? That's the main thing that's happened on his side of the ball since then. Does it have anything to do with any of that? Because this is the first real year uh, for football, and it really is. It happened last year in basketball, but like now you know. like You know you can go into the portal if you're a good player and know that you're going to be able to browse NIL opportunities of guaranteed cash money before you sign with where you're going next. Like you'll be able to talk to the right people and find out who's paying what and have that stuff locked in before you go somewhere. And it's hard to firm up numbers on this. Like I mean, you see not even reports. It's more speculation. I, I'm I'm seeing and hearing things out there. You know, it's supply and demand. This is economics. You want to see how a free market works? This is the transfer portal right now. There is essentially no legit constraints on the thing. It's just who's got money, who's who's there a lot of, who's getting paid right now. You know, initially when this stuff comes out, you think, well, it's the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are going to get all the money. The skill position guys are going to get all the money. Uh, they're the ones in commercials and whatnot. Well, now NIL has changed already to the point where it's becoming a lot of boosters and whatnot that – the only thing, or not the only thing, but the main thing they're looking to get back is not having the star of the team tied with their product. While that is still some of NIL, Joe Girard was in here yesterday slinging clothes and whatnot. But some people are just boosters that the main thing they're looking to get out of their NIL contribution is wins. They want to give money to good players who are going to help their team win. What aren't there a lot of? Large, large human beings that are nimble and good at football, a.k.a. linemen. Hearing that like top linemen out there that are in the portal are getting upwards of 200 large. 200 Gs. That's a lot of stacks. So we'll see. There's a lot of defensive backs floating around. Like You wonder if how would that affect a guy like Deuce Chestnut. I, I don't know. Will you ever actually really hear the real numbers? Probably not. It makes it just exceedingly interesting. And it's kind of Jeremiah Wilson here is an interesting case. I got no idea what it actually has to do with it. It doesn't matter. But uh, let's just speculate. Let's say Deuce really loved Tony White and he's going to Nebraska. I don't know if that's the case, but maybe it could be. And then Jaden Gould came the other way from Nebraska to Syracuse. Jeremiah Wilson, you see this uh, sometimes in baseball. You know how there's a player to be named later in trades and sometimes that plays out so far down the line, like the player to be named later in a trade is like one of the players that went the other way. <laughs> like you get traded back in the same trade you get traded from. Is Jeremiah Wilson the player to be named later in his own trade? Maybe. It's weird times, man. Like this is, you know, it's been sort of ramping up. This is the first off season though, that it's just NIL collectives are organized in a way that they don't need to wait for the player to get there to figure out what they're going to give them. They're ready to go in a recruiting manner. You've got the portal. You've got extra years. Some people still have the extra COVID year. Like There is a lot in there for players to utilize to benefit them right now. After a century of the players not having anything like that to benefit them. And it is all just running into each other from as many weird angles as you could possibly think.
And just when you think, just when you think you even kind of sort of have it nailed down a little bit, you find out you're wrong. <laughs> because, oh, players are in the portal, they're out of the portal. They're staying, they're leaving. Coaches are here, coaches are not here. Who's on the team? I don't know. They're going to play a game in 15 days. Who's going to play in it? Probably somebody. Who's going to play for the other team? People that have maroon clothes? I guess. Bowl games are getting just weird because between opting out and the portal, depth, you don't know from the way seasons end. They put together these bowl games. You used to know who was going to play in the game, and then the opt-outs and now the portal. Like the pinstripe ball put together Syracuse and Minnesota, and they, they thought they knew what they were putting together, but nobody can possibly know that anymore. Nobody can know that anymore. You put together a bowl game, there is no way anymore, essentially, to have any clue of what kind of game you actually put together. Yeah, we'll see. We'll watch it. We'll have full coverage post-game show. Afterwards, Thursday, the 29th. Looking forward to it. Me, Dungy, let's go. Pre-XFL season. Well, we'll see. Uh, I know this, though. Like it used to be, like in this week, you're like, okay, I guess recording's wrapping up. We'll have one nice little Wednesday here, and uh, the early signing day is next Wednesday. We'll talk to Emily about that as well uh, coming up. And, you know, then you can you can kind of put, okay, you're in a bowl game or you're not, and then you can kind of put football to bed for a minute. Not anymore. It's turning in many ways into the NFL. The NFL is a 12-month sport now. There's literally not a day on the calendar the NFL doesn't have something going on. College football's heading that way as well. Better, worse, or otherwise. Whether you like it or not, get on board. Because, man, it's here. Unfortunately, a guy that won't be here for it anymore. I don't know if he would have enjoyed this, hated it. I'm sure he would have had something interesting to say about it. We've been talking about Mike Leach all week, who uh, passed away a couple days ago. Uh, not to make light of it, though. Mike made light of so many things in life. He's an entertaining guy. Well, Hear a little bit from uh, Mike when we come back. Then we'll get to Emily Liker at 2.30. Uh, who knows? We've got 12 minutes until 2.30. What will happen by then? Anything? Maybe? The portal? We'll keep our eyes peeled. Back after this, QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. It's the 315 Here's Brian Higgins. Christmas music bump season, people. Uh, We're going to arrive now at the weirdest segment of the show. That I can guarantee, most likely than not. Uh, We're we're going down a weird, weird uh, World Cup rabbit hole based on the game that is happening now and a, a tweet. I saw over the weekend, so uh, without uh, without further ado, let's do that. Once again, Brian goes down a rabbit hole. I'm late. I'm late. For a very important date. No time to say hello. Goodbye. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. This time, I'll just go into the bushes over there, make a lot of noise, and flush out a rabbit. Hello? Hello? It's me, Miss Roberts. Help! Curiosity often leads to trouble. Oh, 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 oh. Goodbye, Dinah. Goodbye, Dinah. Goodbye, Dinah. 
All right, so um, down, down a very stupid rabbit hole. If you like history, this could be interesting. If not, uh, hang in. So uh, the World Cup's on right now. Uh, last uh, last semifinal, Argentina is through. France is playing Morocco 1-0 to the French at halftime. Well, here we are in the year 2022. A little bit less than 1,300 years ago. What was to be France and what was to be Morocco also had themselves a bit of a tussle. Somebody tweeted this the other day. Hey, France and Morocco fighting again for the first time in 1,300 years. I'm like, what? Have you heard of the Battle of Tours in 732? You haven't. Uh, It was basically a kingdom in the northwest corner of Africa that stares across the Atlantic Ocean, the West, the eastern edge of the Atlantic Ocean at the Iberian Peninsula. Peninsula. So, you know, the Moroccans, as one does, the future Moroccans, you load up the ships and you invade who's nearby. Well, they took over the whole darn Iberian Peninsula, which is exactly what they just did in the World Cup. They beat Spain and Portugal back-to-back. Which is what they did 1,300 years ago, history repeating itself. Then they ran right into future France. And you know what the, and you talk about historical nicknames, you know who's got a great nickname? You know who you don't want to fight a battle against? Some guy named Charles the Hammer Martel. If you fight a battle against a guy named the Hammer, you're going to lose. And that's what happened. The future France smashed the future Morocco. And that was that. Uh, But after I saw somebody tweet about that the other day, I couldn't help but go uh, spread that news to the people. Do you care about it? Well, that's debatable. But uh, here we are, 1,300 years, 1,290 years later. Battle of Tours 2, Electric Boogaloo, and France is up one nothing at the half on Morocco. So there is that. That is a rabbit hole. On this hour brought to you by ICM Controls. Sorry, ICM Controls. You're now associated with that segment. It's an American electronics manufacturing company right here in the queues. They've got the $10,000 ICM Controls Impact Scholarship to high school seniors. You can enter at icmcontrols.com slash scholarship. The deadline is December the 30th. That is just 16 days from now. What are you waiting for, people? I've been telling you about this thing for months now. Go, apply. Go, go, go. And now this segment is going to totally redeem itself. Because right now, not later, now, we are giving away a chance to have a chance. Would you like to shoot a three-pointer on the court at the Cornell game on Saturday? And if you make said three-pointer, would you like tickets to the Duke game? If you are a caller three right now, why caller three? It's a three-pointer, people. Don't overthink this. If you are a caller three right now at 315-437-7644, that is for ESPN 44, you'll be registered for a chance to shoot said three-pointer to get tickets to the Duke game. And, you know, if you get your name drawn, we'll draw names during Axis Show tomorrow. Registering today and tomorrow on our show and Orange Nation, we will draw the tickets tomorrow on the block. Call now, caller three, to have a chance to have a chance. We're back after this. We'll talk maybe a little orange hoops. 3.30. We will talk some baseball hot stove talk with Joe Sheehan. All that coming up in the next hour. It's the 315 on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Can we review our status here, Cy? Let's look at this thing from the... uh from a uh, standpoint of status. Can't go back. 
Across CNY, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Halfway home, here's what's happened so far. All right, what's happened so far? We've taken a tour of the transfer portal. Roomy, spacious, not enough room for all. Jeremiah Wilson. He will not be uh, coming a bullfrog. He will be staying at Orange. Into the portal. Took a look around. Came back. Now... There could have been a scenario once you have officially entered the portal. If you wanted to come back, Dino could have said, uh, no. Obviously, they liked him, preferred to have him back, so he will be back. That is the most up-to-date transfer portal news. Deuce Chestnut portaled in the opposite direction yesterday, and the Yarns yesterday also received a portal entry from uh, redshirt freshman Nebraska corner from New Jersey. Went to Bergen Catholic, one of the high school powers down that way. Jaden Gould... He'll have four years of eligibility remaining. Though they're all one-year contracts now, ain't they? Regardless. So we uh, did that. Talked to Emily Liker about that as well. Heard a little from Mike Leach, who sadly passed away a couple of uh, days ago. But uh, you could play Mike Leach sound bites to the end of time and not run out of stuff that he said. And we took you down a rabbit hole back to the Battle of Tours in 732. AD. With that, we've arrived at... Hour number two. Sounds like Caleb Okachuku has uh, tweeted he's playing in the bowl game, so that's good news. That is good news uh, for the Orange. And who knows? We, we've not obviously Garrett Williams is not playing in the bowl game because his ACL, uh, you know, has recently been reconstructed. But he has not officially said one way or the other if he's going to the draft or coming back next year. I would. Uh, Heavily guess he's going to the draft. Sean Tucker has not said what he's been pleased with in a minute. I would also heavily guess he is going to the draft, and uh, I would also guess he's not going to play in the bowl game, but those are those are just guesses. Those are just guesses. Michael Jones, uh, we haven't heard anything about either, was injured, missed the last game in a game in almost two games of the season with the injury. Uh, so don't know, A, if he is healthy enough to play in the bowl game, or B, if he would opt out uh, to preserve said health to get ready um, for his NFL opportunity. So those would be three names we'll watch out for, and we shall see if the transfer portal comes calling for anybody else. We're a week and a half into the portal officially being open for entry. You can disembark the portal whenever you'd like, but... You can only board the portal for the next four and a half weeks and then for another couple of weeks after. uh, It's essentially timed up to be after spring balls are over. So then you'll have a sense of where you're at. If you got a new coach, you'll have a sense of do you like him. You'll have a sense of where you're at on the depth chart. There's another little chance to go into the portal. Once again, just so people are clear, people are going to go into the portal. People will still be coming out of the portal after this six-week time period concludes. You don't have to have picked your new destination by then. You just have to have declared your intents 
to pick a destination by then. Got it? And the rules won't change at all by then at all. Nothing will change. And they'll be enforced very clearly, and everyone will know what's going on. So don't worry about that. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. But man, like usually in in years past, like this week of the football calendar, barring the head coach getting fired or leaving, it's not completely dead, but you know, it's pretty deadsville as far as football. Even if you make it, you got a bowl game or you don't. You know, your coaching staff changed or didn't. But my goodness, it's every day now. There's something into the portal, out of the portal. Coach is coming. Coach is going. What's happening here? What's happening there? So we'll see. We will see. What's going to happen next? I don't know. I didn't think anything was going to happen next today this morning other than the fact that anything has been happening next today every day of the week for the last week and a half. You got to give football this, man. They know how to keep your eyeballs on the sport. College, NFL, whatever. They know how to get you looking, get you talking, because always, something is always happening. We got to talk a little bit of basketball. We didn't really talk any hoops yesterday. We'll ramp our way up for Q's Cornell. Boy, the Big Red scored a big amount of points this year. It's going to be an interesting game on... Saturday at 3, pregame coverage starting at 2 with Brent. Postgame coverage 5-ish. Me and Devo, looking forward to that on Saturday. Only two games left before Christmas. Pitt's coming up Tuesday, late night. That's a 9 o'clock tip. But Saturday's the final non-conference game of the year. Orange on a little winning streak here. Got to keep it going. And hopefully keep it going by playing better than they did on Monday evening. So, well, it's a 15-point win. Well, yeah, but uh, many other people have been playing Monmouth and just drilling them off the planet, just obliterating them. But the Orange won the game. Jesse Edwards was good. We know that. I, I don't. There was by now we can say this: there was a basketball game. Period. Jesse Edwards was good in the basketball game. Period. Here are other things to talk about from the basketball game. Like it, it'll only be breaking news if Jesse. Doesn't play well. Judah Mintz, he's almost getting to that point. Not quite. He's a freshman. But 24 points, five boards, or five assists, pardon me. We don't do the rebounding around here. 24 points, five assists, one turnover. Still most impressive. Yeah, people, the 24 is the sparkly eye-catching part here for Judah. But now you look. Last four games for Mintz. 4-0, four-game winning streak. Judah has, tally it up, 21 assists, 22 assists, two turnovers. And the assistant night. Judah has two turnovers in four games. He is a freshman who is playing point guard in college basketball. Two turnovers, four games, freshman, point guard, college basketball. I don't care who they're playing, where they're playing, what the competition is. I don't care. Four games, starter, point guard, college basketball, two turnovers. That is very encouraging. That, out of all of the stuff Judah has done in the last couple weeks, I think that number stands out as the most encouraging. And it's made even more encouraging by the fact that he's clearly not playing just with the desire of avoiding mistakes. 
There are the assists. Well, that takes something. Anytime you pass the ball that leads to assists, there is some risk of a turnover in that the, the ball is moving. So he's doing that in a way that is working and mitigating risk. And he's scoring the ball. Anytime that you drive to the bucket like he does, there is the risk of turning it over, and he's not doing it there either. So congrats to Judah on that over the last couple of weeks. And then, man, oh, man, Saturday, once again, this story has not changed in from day one this year. It, it keeps framing itself slightly differently, but the story has not changed. When are the forwards going to rebound the ball? When are the forwards who are called the small forwards going to rebound the ball? And now with the new added notion, are some of the people that are called the power forwards now going to have to be the small forwards because none of the people that are named the small forwards have been rebounding the ball? It, it appears to be driving Jim Beheim quickly mad. <laughs> I don't blame him. I do not blame him. It's it, it's just got to be... Like the guy's been the head coach for 47 years. He can't grab a rebound? It's part of the job description. So again, that'll be on the list of things... We are watching for on Saturday. So eyes will be on that as uh, the week continues. We'll get a little bit more into basketball as the, the week goes along. We can get some uh, maybe some picks for you, like picks. Julian Edlow, DraftKings, he's got picks. Big in the picks. He'll join us tomorrow at 3.30. Uh, Julian's all over the place here. He, he, he does a lot of NBA stuff. He's got college basketball stuff. He's starting to put out his bowl game stuff and uh, NFL. We'll hit all that with Julian on the program tomorrow. On this program today, we'll talk to Joe Sheehan. All of his stuff is baseball-related. The stove is hot. We'll talk to Joe coming up, uh, not next segment, but the one following at 3.30. Next segment, Matt will be in here with a 411 here in the 315. That, my friends, is next here on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.